0: Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you.
1: Hi and welcome to the season three finale of the alien adventures of Finn Caspian. Wow! Bebop three seasons. Can you believe it?
2: I can't, Jonathan. I remember last year when I told you the idea for the show, and you were like...
1: Wait, what? You told me the idea?
2: Uh, yeah. I said, Jonathan, I had this idea for a podcast you could do. It's about four kids traveling through space, and you said, Robot, because you hadn't named me yet. Robot, I am way too busy cleaning my toes to do a podcast.
1: Cleaning my toes? What?
2: Yeah, you remember how all your life up until 2015, before you started this podcast, you didn't do anything for fun except clean
1: your toes. (laughs) I cleaned my toes for fun? Yeah, you're not
2: remembering any of this.
1: No, I'm not, and (laughs) this is a weird way to end the season, but since you mentioned it, I would like to say thank you for always being a partner in making this show, even if you didn't give me the idea. Did too. And thank you to Griffin for always being such an honest and insightful editor. And thank you to all of you who listen to the show. Send in sounds, feed bebop, answer riddles, make art everything you do. Thank you so much. It really feels like I'm making this show with kids from all over the world. And that's something I never dreamed of, and I'm honestly just so grateful that you all play part in the show. And me. That's right, of course. And you, Bebop. Now, on to the finale. When last we left the Explorers, the Puzzle Master had all of the Marlowe adults under his spell, and Valé and Elias were trapped in the Explorer pod with some sort of evil black cloud hanging above them. Will they figure out the solution to the puzzle in time? Find out in Season 3, Episode 13. Later, haters! Time for an answer, children! Paige and Finn try to puzzle it out. How could the knight See, a black creature slithering on a black road in time to stop it. Well, said Finn, maybe the knight had night vision goggles, you know, like infrared. So she saw the heat coming off the monster. This isn't some book, Finn, with night vision goggles and whatever. This is a logic puzzle. You have to think logically. Abigail came running over. Guys, stop you need to work together, not fight about it, okay? Think about it. On each planet, one of us has been tested. Vale had to be courageous to go down into the well. Elias had to not use logic to solve the witch puzzle. This guy knows our weaknesses, and he's trying to use those against us. Finn smiled at his friend. First of all, when did you figure all of that out? And second of all, how did you not get the whole mind control thing? Abigail shrugged. I don't know, it wasn't that hard. Sometimes being stubborn comes in handy, I guess. That's what I'm always saying, said Page. All right, Sergeant Page," said Finn. This guy thinks we can't work together, but I think we're stronger when we do. So, even if you think night visions are a silly idea... Wait, 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 shh, said Paige. I'm trying to work with you, said Finn. No, I know. Let me just think for a second. Why would the night need night vision goggles? Old red eye over there never said it was nighttime. I, I just assumed, said Finn, that because he talked about the torches and the lack of electricity, that it was nighttime. Could that really be the answer, said Paige? That it's daytime, so the sun is up? And that's how the knight could see the creature? And the puzzle, because it talks about the lights being out, makes people assume that it's night? Did we just work together to find the answer, said Finn? If working together means you come up with the wrong idea and then I fix it, then yep, we did, said Paige. We need an answer now. Go for it, said Finn. If we're wrong, maybe we'll be happy zombies. Page turned to the Puzzle Master and cleared her throat. <coughs> okay, so we think we've solved it. The answer is that it's daytime, so the knight could see the creature easily in the sun. The Puzzle Master said nothing. Paige held Finn's hand and reached out to grab Abigail's as well. Finn held on to Captain Caspian's hand, too, as they braced for what would happen next hmm e- Yes, that is correct. You have solved the first puzzle. Now, on to round two. No way, said Finn. You said if we solved that puzzle, we were free to go. That was the deal. He's right, said Captain Caspian. That was the bargain you made with my children. Now, We must all be on our way. Mom, you're back, said Finn, and he and Paige wrapped their arms around her, giving her the biggest hugs of their lives. I've been here the whole time, she said, but I just couldn't get out. It was like all I could do was read the words the Puzzle Master put in my brain.
2: Captain Caspian, said Foggy, I'm so pleased that you have been freed. But I would like to point out that not all is well quite yet.
1: Take a look. They turned to the window and saw that the black mass hanging above Vali and Elias was getting even bigger and things seemed to be falling away off of it, flying off, shapeless, soaring black creatures that were flying down at the pod looking for a way to get in. You could have been so happy here said the Puzzle Master. Now, you will never be happy again. The Puzzle Master's red eyes flickered, strobing the room, and then his eyes went out. The lights in the room went out, and everyone there, everyone who had been under the Puzzle Master's control, was freed. But they were freed into a chaos they had no way to prepare for, and many were more scared than ever. Here they were, in a strange building, in the dark. And when they looked out the window, all they saw were black shapes writhing and flying outside. Mom, said Finn, Vali and Elias, they're trapped in our pod. And those things are trying to get them. What do we do? I'll tell you what we do, said Meg, walking over to Abigail. We go out there and we get rid of whatever those things are. Save Elias and Vali, Hail the Marlo 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station
2: to come get us and get off this forsaken planet.
1: Meg, said Captain Caspian. I appreciate your desire to dive right in, but we need a plan to stop this. Diving in is actually a good plan, said Meg. She fired up her rocket boosters and smashed through the window. Whoa, said Finn. Wow, said Captain Caspian. I think I love her, said Foggy. Mom, we gotta get out there, said Finn. But what about your spacesuit? I can breathe fine on this planet, she said. Okay, Marlo Cosmonauts, let's show these kids they are the only ones here who know how to have fun! Wow, cool, Mom, said Paige, as they all ran out of the building to go save Elias and Vale. When the Puzzle Master's eyes flickered out, the bubble around the Explorer pod had given way. And now, the black, flying monsters were everywhere. Foggy and Meg flew after them, grabbing them and throwing them off into the distance. But the Marlowe Cosmonauts weren't sure how to stop them. The creatures were flying down and sticking to the people on the ground, covering their clothes and their spacesuits with a writhing black slime. Folly and Elias jumped out of the pod to help, but they were quickly covered by the creatures as well. Abigail! yelled Finn. These monsters seem to be made of, I don't know, like pure darkness. That's how it's been on almost every planet so far. It's the one thread beside the puzzles. Darkness. I think we need some light here. Look, I'll distract them, you get into the pod, crank up the lights, and maybe we can fend them off. Okay, said Abigail. But... How will you distract them? Hey, 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 over here! yelled Finn. Come and get me, monsters! Brilliant plan, said Abigail. But it worked, even for a moment, for Abigail to run past several of the monsters as they chased after Finn. She dove into the pod, turned on the lights, and cranked them up. The creatures all cringed, but they kept going. Is it working? yelled Finn who was now covered by four of the creatures who had caught up to him. I don't think so, said Abigail. She heard a knock on the door. It was Vale. Abigail, reach under the third seat behind the first aid kit. What? said Abigail. Just do it! Abigail opened up the compartment, reached back, and pulled out Vale's bow and quiver. I thought you'd given this up, she said. Never, said Vale. I always keep a spare bow just in case of flying black monsters. She opened the door and handed it to Vale, who strapped on the quiver and pulled out an arrow. He ran over to where Foggy was flying. Come here for a sec, Vale yelled. Foggy flew down and Vale held his arrow tip up to the flame coming from Foggy's booster. The tip of the arrow caught fire. There we go, said Vale. You want a little light? He shot the arrow into the air, and the creatures all cried and flew away, dodging the light. Cool, said Vale. But it wasn't enough. He could only fire so many arrows, and there were more and more of these creatures coming from the cloud above the pod. He tried firing the arrow into the cloud, but it just disappeared with no luck. The creatures were definitely scared of the light. They were avoiding the pod's beams as well. But there just wasn't enough of it. The explorers all began returning to the pod, jumping in. Elias, Paige, Vale, even Captain Caspian. But no Finn. Abigail looked out from inside the pod. The adults of the Marlow and some of the people from that planet were trying to pry the creatures off of them. But more and more, they were being covered in blackness. She couldn't see Finn anywhere now. There were so many creatures covering him. Finn! Finn, can you hear me? No response. Abigail looked out to where she last saw Finn and could only see a small mound of black, writhing creatures. Finn! She yelled. Nothing. What are we going to do? yelled Paige. But there was nothing they could do. Foggy and Meg were doing their best to stop the creatures, but they just kept coming peeling off the giant black cloud at the top and diving down at them. Abigail? It was Meg's voice coming over the communication system. I think I know how to stop these things. How? said Abigail. We have had a short time together, but it has been an honor to serve beside you. What? said Abigail. Wait, Meg, what are you going to do? Meg didn't respond, and Abigail looked out and saw the robot flying directly at the black cloud in the sky. No! yelled Abigail. Meg, wait, wait! But Meg flew directly into the cloud, and the explorers couldn't see her anymore. And then... Sparks began flying out of the cloud, the same sparks they'd seen during Abigail's birthday surprise. Meg was lighting up the cloud from the inside... And the cloud began to break apart, crack open like an egg. Light and sparks of all colors came pouring out. The cloud blew away like a dissipating fog. And all of the creatures, clinging to the pod and the Marlowe Cosmonauts and everyone else, disappeared with it. Paige ran out of the pod to where Finn lay on the ground. Finn! she yelled. Finn! Sergeant Caspian, he said. Let's not do that again. He looked up and saw Abigail. She was sitting outside the pod, her head in her hands, crying. Paige told him about what Meg had done, how she'd used the light inside her to save them all. Oh, I'm so sorry, Abigail, said Finn. Meg was an amazing robot and friend. Was, said Meg, flying back down to the pod does that mean I don't have to be amazing anymore? Because it can be kind of tiring. Abigail couldn't believe her eyes. I, I I, thought you'd blown up with that cloud, she said. What was with the whole, it's been an honor to serve thing?
2: I just get a little sentimental before I save the universe.
1: For the next hour, the Marlowe Kids... "'told their parents about what had happened to them "'on each planet since the adults had disappeared. "'They tried and tried to signal the Marlow to come pick them up, "'but they hadn't heard anything back yet. "'The adults changed back into their spacesuits, "'and they waited to be back in touch with the mothership. "'After a while, Mr. Sparkles flew out of the broken window in the building "'to where the explorers all stood. "'Oh, no you don't,' said Vale. "'I thought we were pals!' And you were working for that Puzzle Master guy the whole time? Vale read the stone aloud. Yeah, sorry about that, it says. No hard feelings. Get out of here, you little blue baby, before I get really mad. Another stone fell out of its mouth, and the beacon baby flew off. Page picked it up. All it says is, later, haters. Hey, Captain Caspian! It was Elias, shouting from inside the Explorer pod, where he had been trying to signal the Marlowe. I found it! I found the Marlowe! And it's pretty close! It's only a galaxy away now, but it's on the other side of us. I don't know how it ended up over there. That's way out of the way from where it was before. That's great news, Elias, said Captain Caspian. Tell it where we are and to come here immediately. Maybe whoever is flying it picked up our trace, but couldn't lock it down. Okay, message sent, said Elias. They all waited to hear back. Oh, here it comes, said Elias. Greetings, Marlow Explorers, came a voice. You all have been so busy and left your precious little spaceship attended to by children. But then again, you always have been so careless. Who is that? said Finn. How do I know that voice? Allow me to reintroduce myself. This is Captain Bunce of the Marlow 280 Interplanetary Exploratory Space Station. And I have to say, this captain's chair is a perfect fit. <laughs> Okay, that is it for season three of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. And to finish off the season I have with me my editor and son, Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. Hi. hi. See you <laughs> All right. And what did you think?
2: Um pretty good and not bad.
1: Pretty good and not bad?
2: Actually pretty good between awesome.
1: Pretty good between awesome. Okay. All right. I'll take that. High five. Now, when the final, final moment happened in that story, you immediately tackled me. <laughs> Why was that?
2: Because I, I, I knew we would hear more from Bunce. You really thought that those moths would take care of Bunce?
1: No, you're right. You're right. Were you surprised, though, that he had taken over the Marlo? Not really. Why weren't you surprised?
2: Because, uh, like, he can not go against kids.
1: Yeah, right. In the interlude episode, when Genevieve Brooks said they got the signal and started heading toward the Explorer pod, it was my hope that you would think that the Marlow was going to come and save the Explorers. But really, that was Bunce and his pod, right? Giving them a signal. Oh. And so they went to go rescue them, and it turned out Bunce was waiting.
2: I don't actually think he would... He thought that they would fall for it. Why? Because I bet he thought that there were adults on it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he was helping to orchestrate this whole thing.
2: Uh, (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: All right. Well, that is it. I want to say that this has been a really fun season working with A Wrinkle in Time. And I also want to say that I didn't know they were making A Wrinkle in Time movie when I chose this for Season 3. But you actually saw the trailer for the movie today, right?
2: Yep, and you also saw Coco.
1: Yeah, you saw Coco, right? But if you are interested in more about Wrinkle in Time, I highly recommend checking out the books, reading the books, and then I can't say whether the movie is going to be good or not, but it probably will be good. So, what do you what do you think, Griff? When season four starts next year, and Bunce is in control of the Marlowe and all those cosmonauts are on the planet with one explorer pod. What are they going to do? Um,
2: uh, I think Buns will have the pleasure of keeping the adults hostage and keeping the kids as stored like slaves.
1: Oh, you think he's going to let them back onto the Marlowe? Maybe. All right. Well, mm. we'll see. If you have ideas for how you want Season 4 to go down, write in. Share some ideas with us, right? Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do some art for one last time this year okay
2: okay
1: all right and here are our artists thank you this week to amelia and thomas from preston australia andrew from massachusetts Bowden, who's six and a half and orrin who's four and three quarters from Tremplow, wisconsin desmond who's nine years old our pal layla asher who's eight and orrin who's six sean from merrimack new hampshire Zoe from Philadelphia, Mateo who's seven and Theo who's three and three quarters from Hudson, Ohio, seven year old Benji from Crow's Nest pass, Alberta, Canada, Cody, who's five from Leander, Texas brothers, Isaac and Levi and Dominic who's 10 from Abbotsford, British Columbia. And thanks to everybody who took a shot at solving our final riddle, including Talia and Titus from Seaverville, Tennessee Finn in Alaska from Melbourne, Australia. Zion from DuPont, Washington. Our pal Ava. James, who's 6, from New Zealand. Timber, who's 8, from West Des Moines, Iowa. Sam from Thomasville, Georgia. Cass, who's 12. And Oscar, who's 6, from Richfield, Minnesota. Evelyn, who's 9, from Calgary, Alberta. Silas, who's 7. And Linus, who's 5, from Auckland, New Zealand. Gerard from Portland, Oregon, who's seven and a half brothers Caleb and Eli, Ajar, who's 10, from Oakland, California, Cora from Portland, Jason, who's 11, from Troy, Michigan, Miles, who's 8, from San Carlos, California, and our pal Sam from Birmingham, England. No, Birmingham. Birmingham, Birmingham England. <laughs> thank you very much, Sam. And one thing I would be remiss if I did not say is that I want to say thank you to Maya from Wisconsin, She's the one who wrote in and said, in Season 3, can you have a lot more puzzles? And that gave me the idea to really make Season 3 be the season of riddles and puzzles. So thank you so much for that inspiration, Maya. Up next is... Jokes. That's right. It's jokes time. Our first joke today is from Ada from Berkeley, California.
2: Why did the alien cross the solar system? Because there's no chickens in outer space.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for that, Ada. All right, and up next is our pal Layla, who's got a joke for us.
2: Hi, I'm Layla, and I'm 10 years old from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I have a joke for you. What is a squirrel robot's favorite food? Nuts and bolts. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: great. Thank you so much, Layla. And now it is Timber's turn.
2: Hello, my name is Timber, and I am from West Des Moines, Iowa. I am eight years old, and I have a joke. Why did the moon go to college for an extra five years? Because it wasn't very bright.
1: (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Timber, Ada, and Layla, for your jokes. Okay, and that's it for jokes. That's it for the season, Griff. Thank you so much for being with me. All season long. Bebop is going to take over for a little while. He'll be back in a few weeks to do his show.
2: Do not mess it up, Bebop.
1: (laughs) We'll do Bebop Tales 3, The Desolation of Messingham. And then we'll be back with season four before you know it. Oh, hey! All right, everybody. Well, I want to say once again what an honor and a pleasure it's been to make this show with you. Thanks so much for your help, Griff.
2: Okay, over break, nobody forget SoundCloud. Is that clear?
1: <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say?
2: Thank you for, for listening.
1: All right, that's right. Okay, one last time for
2: 2017. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. <laughs> right.
1: bye, everybody. Alright, thank you all so, 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 so much for listening to all three seasons of The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. It I get emotional at the end of seasons all the time, but it really means the world to me and to Griffin, and it's just been so much fun. I want to give a shout out really quickly to JR from Springfield, who had a sound club submission used in this episode. Thank you, JR. JR is an Old school listener who's been around for a while. So thank you so much, Jr. Thank you to everybody who has listened since August of 2016 when we started this thing. And thanks to everybody who discovered it this winter break and has been binging the whole show. All of you have really made making this show so special. So thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who has sent in their art, their jokes, their sounds, their ideas, their questions. A lot of you have been saying that you want me to do a QA and a instead of Bebop to do a QA. and a so, Bebop and I are going to arm wrestle and we'll figure out how to do a QA, or maybe, just maybe, we can do a QA together. All right. So, thank you once again. And Bebop Tales will be back in January and we will see you then. The Alien Adventures of Fincast is a Gen Z kids production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg. The nicest human in the multiverse. Our art is by Sir Ian Dingman. There's more information about the art, the music, everything in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Have a happy, happy new year, and we will see you in 2018.
2: Yay! Happy New Year! That was a kazoo.
0: Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the 6 Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the 6 Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the Follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a Season 1, Episode 1, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history.